Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yo, what's up, people? It's Zero Gravity, bringing us into another very appropriate and very sexy blurdy sode, a.k.a. your one-stop shop for all things black femme and nerdy, okay? We got some mountains to move today, so let's quick intro our host and get into this meat. Not us all looking at each other. Oh. <laughs> brother, <laughs> brother Ghoul is here. <laughs> I'm Sheree the Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah once again i'm zero gravity what's popping what's going down in the horror community right now we got a lot we got a lot to talk about it is a truly great season to be a horror blurred um first off yellow jackets yellow jackets is coming back this month and every time i look at the cast it's more stacked i'm like is that elijah wood over there what he doing here is this lauren amber what will we find on these people i thought it was already stacked and they were like but we can make it more and i was like how and they're like like this bitch Come on in, everybody. Um, Is Elijah Wood really going to be in it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm very excited for that. Me too. Also, Melanie Linsky's husband. um, Is it Jason Ritter? It's Jason because his father was John. Wow. My brain just like snapped. Um, We'll also be joining the cast. And they're a cute little couple because people were trying to come for her for her role in The Last of Us. He clapped back on Twitter. And you know he's never used Twitter. Look, <laughs> he was like, "Don't you come for my queen, bitch!" Look, <laughs> and then that earned him the spot in Yellow Jackets. Well deserved. Well deserved. Well deserved. Um, what else? So, Scream Six is out, and the highest opening weekend of the franchise. That's kind of crazy. Um, TMZ got real mean about it. What'd they say? Um, they wrote a whole ass article about how it's the highest grossing one and Nev Campbell's not there. And she had to, uh, they said alleged money issues. Um, and it seems to be doing better without her. So maybe she should stay gone basically is, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) This, this is, this is how I feel. I kind of agree. I, this, this is an issue and y'all know that this is going to be like the one fucking five minute rant with me talking about scream and this is the best you're going to get from me you already know but an issue that i had with scream five 
is that I think it relied a little bit too much on the legacy characters mm -hmm. because because legacy characters and kind of ignored the new awesome cast that they casted because they casted correctly with with our our new team um and I wanted to get to know them more and you know you don't it can live on without and this is a prime example and I honestly think that if we had Sydney I don't think six would be as good as it is I mean Gail was cute you know, she was in there for a moment. I don't even know know if she was completely necessary, but mm -mm. we could have had no legacy characters. And granted, this TMZ article is mean. I'm looking at it right now. And th th this is this is very petty. But I do Scream is gonna be fine. Yeah. I I don't think it's, you know, a huge necessity, but one thing that I didn't like in the movie, and here's a spoiler warning for the people who haven't seen scream six um maybe light very light spoiler warning but um i didn't like her send-off it, it's the send-off seemed petty to me in the movie i think it was gail comes up and she's just like oh like sydney sends her love she out and bumblefuck taking care of her kids anyway so what are we doing you know what i mean like there was no like dewey had such a good i mean granted he was in the movie but Dewey had such a good send off, and then Sydney, who is like Miss Scream, she's like just nothing. Oh, she bounced a while ago. Anyway, so <laughs> so so what's up? I would have liked a little bit more of a send off, which would be respectful. You know, I think that's that's respectful. But do I think that we need her? No. Say no. I've been saying forever, this is not Wes Craven's best friend's race. We got to kill some of these legacy characters. Um, mm -hmm. And so I I was not, I did not miss Nave. I didn't even think about her until I read this petty article, <laughs> to be fair. Um, I, I wish she left for better reasons because you never want anybody to be like, they wouldn't offer me what I was worth. But yeah. also, like, I... So I am a receipt keeper. And as you know, I have the True Heart Tarot and that guidebook comes with essays. And Rachel True has moved on from some moments, but I have not because I discovered these moments last year while reading her essays. Um, me and Nave Campbell got some beef because first off, <laughs> um, oh. she's she's a white Canadian lady. And you know how like people who are of an older generation in Canada are like, racism is not real here. So I don't understand. So I was always trying to gaslight Miss True when True was like, hey, what do you mean y'all are going on tour without me? We're, we're a movie of four, not three. Nave was like, well, maybe it's because the three of us are more famous than you. Maybe it's not racism. And I was like, bitch, you was on Party of Five at the time. You was not famous. Say less. Oh. <laughs> Receipts wow. have been kept. I didn't know. I didn't know about that. That's disturbing. Um, yeah. So my, my feelings around it were post-hearing that news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, pre-hearing pre that news. But yeah, when I was watching the movie, I didn't need Sydney there either. And this is coming from the Sydney stand. Like, I actually love Sydney as a character quite a bit. But it feels like the movie was long enough. And if they tried to weave that in, it would have felt bloated. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm not living for TMZ saying it like this because it's just right. kind of not cute that, like, the reason that she's not there is, you know, a pay dispute. It's not like they had, like, a mutual, oh, we're just going to send each other in, in opposite directions. And as of for the way they handled it, it kind of reminded me of, because um, I watched Sex and the City and Just Like That, uh, and it was kind of a similar situation where they decided to handle Samantha. They just would pretend that she was still texting the girls or whatever, or like in constant contact with them. So you get a little bit of an idea of where that character is 
through other characters. Um, I didn't actually see it as a send off, believe it or not. I saw it as an opportunity to bring the character back in the event that something in the future does happen where it warrants a return or they want to be able to reach into the past. So it's like an open door because if you mm. kill her, there's no open door. Like she, that's it. She's gone. And, she, and her ass wasn't coming on set either. So Listen, there's that. My thing is Sam and Tara are the new Sid- Sydney. And so like, it don't mm-hmm. make sense for the other one to be fucking with a story. Cause she's almost been stabbed so many times. Why would she be back? And so, like, I'm like, if I can be safe, I'm not coming back to the shenanigans. I've done my time. He ain't looking for me. Good luck. Um, and so I I think that now that she's finally been like, it ain't my fight, she should keep saying that and not come back. And I know that we have the fans out there who are like, I need her because I don't know how to breathe without her. And it's like, you know what? You'll learn. Okay. <laughs> You'll learn. Because, again, it's not her movie anymore. Like, Mm-hmm. We sat around with our original trio for five movies. And I love Scream. There is no bad Scream. I have my least favorite, but there is no bad Scream. But also it gets tired when there's no more danger, which is why Dewey shook the girls up. And I got excited again. Like, this is what Wes Craven would have wanted eventually. Um, <laughs> um, we need to we need to cut some people. And I, I hope that if we do bring back a certain legacy character again, we let her go because this could have been a really good way of sending her off. And that's all I'll say because I don't want any spoilers yet. Because I know some people are avoiding theaters, but we could have sent somebody off very, very nicely and we didn't. And now I'm like, how are you going to get rid of her? Because you can't keep her much longer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Points were made. Also, money was made. Listen, <laughs> lots of money was made. Over f- I was smiling at the box office turns, like I'm getting anything. All I did was go to the Amal Drive House have a beer, <laughs> and I'm like, "We did it! We wait. They don't know who the fuck I am. I'm gonna say less. <laughs> we did it. Who is we? Who is we? Am I French? Let me let me like exit. Like I. <laughs> uh, while we're up in this um, screen business, though. The Scream Queen, Jenna Ortega, who people don't want to give this crown to, but have done more. I don't like this news. I don't like this news at all. I don't like it either. I don't like it either. Um, She's thinking about working with Timmy Burton again for Beetlejuice 2. And she'll be playing Lydia's daughter, who was played by Winona Ryder originally. Um, Lydia was played by Winona Ryder's daughter. <laughs> Words. Lydia was played by Winona Ryder in the original movie. And so if she's... Lydia's daughter does that mean Winona's coming back too or is Winona's character Lydia dead um will it still be a creepy pedo situation if Beetlejuice is talking to a new younger person also Timmy Burton (laughs) yeah y'all know how I feel about Beetlejuice I can't I can't get past the pedo-y I I can't Mm -mm. just and then the Tim Burton name we all have our opinion about that and it sucks because i have no choice but to root for jenna ortega right so i'm stuck between a rock and a hard place right now it's just so with this news because like timmy burton's name is like the batman signal but for racism and so i don't want to give him any money But you know, at the very least, if, if Beetlejuice comes back, then you know TikTok is going to go crazy. TikTok is going to so, go so crazy because all the youngins are going to realize that Beetlejuice is originally a fucking pedo. And nobody thought about it that way. And if they bring that shit back right now, that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> Listen, 
And they don't need that because, like, they just got smoke for casting somebody who was doing awful shit to people on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. And so I'm just like, Timmy, how about you just say no a little bit longer? Just do less. Do less. You're probably getting Wednesday season two. Worry about that. (laughs) Yeah. When I first saw this news, I was excited just to see Jenna Ortega because I really like this actress a lot. Um, It's she's literally the whole reason that I even considered watching Wednesday. I didn't really Mm -hmm. care anything else about that project, but um, this is kind of a repeat of that. I am interested in seeing her play this type of role. So I might be the only girl in the theater for this. I, I, and and I, I'm tired of Timmy Burton. Like he's disgusting, but he keeps finding ways to try to steal my coins because I'm not going to lie. When I watched a couple episodes of Wednesday, I haven't finished, but it was definitely like, it's cute. Like I'm like, I do like what he did with this project. So I don't know how to do this. Maybe I'll bootleg it so I don't have, uh, give anybody any money or something. But yeah, I'm a little interested in this. I'm not going to lie. If the person's a racist, bootleg the movie. Um, That's my moral code. That's my moral compass. Um, I feel bad to everybody else involved, but also they fucking with a racist. And so, like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Give him coins? No. Hell no. <laughs> I, I'm going to open an old computer and be like, are you still there, put locker? <laughs> put locker <laughs> oh shit not put locker that's crazy and plus ortega got one more tim burton role to accept before i start looking at her sideways though i will say that because i'm starting to get concerned it's it's giving she's about to be in that new movie from uh roman polanski oh. and i'm about to be like ortega <laughs> Uh, Madam. I keep trying to see it as I remember when I was young and in college and like grad school and like the people who were problematic and fucking racist and sexist were giving me what I thought were opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> and so like maybe she's not like fully figured out that these people need her more than she needs them. And she's like, I just like working on cool stuff and creepy things. And she's like, any abuse is better than the last abuse. But like, like they, oh, no. that was me in school. I'm like, this is different abuse. It's in a different state. It's fine. Um, And I hope that she just realizes she's a badass bitch. And if she's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm gonna go ahead and write a medium article because everybody else is. And I'm gonna do something different. <laughs> we will and all be the, like, yes, queen. Yes, we knew he was racist. And by the time we hear the news, she's pro- she probably accepted this so long ago that it was during the wednesday project because like enough stuff was coming out about her time on wednesday that i know she might i mean i'm saying it's like she called me but i'm talking about that one (laughs) viral moment where she was talking about how they made her come to set even though she was exhibiting covid symptoms and i think that seeing the response to that she's definitely probably thinking like hmm Because it's like you said, she's still at the beginning of her career and she's flourishing. Like the projects that she's getting are really going to help boost her. So, I mean, if I was in her shoes, to be honest, I don't know that I would say no either. Just because like you have to realize, like you said, you are that girl. But I don't know. How old is Ortega at this point? She's like 25-ish. My other thing is she said she's supposedly eyeing this role. um, But like a scream just flew the fuck up. y'all. Oh, oh my god she looks 12 but like she her scream just blew the fuck up again and so like hopefully her managers and her agents are like you know you can do stuff right you you can pick and choose because she was eyeing this role last week before scream hit the box office and so hopefully she's like mm, fuck to me burden i'll see him on set for wednesday i'm gonna do something else <laughs> you know what else is funny about her when you google her First of all, her pa- her parents are blackety black black, even if they're not, because her siblings' names are literally Aaliyah, uh, Mariah, 
and uh oh that's not maya i was gonna say maya and and mia and among others and i'm like and marcus oh yeah that's a black family that's that's a black family welcome jenna i didn't know oh i was around the corner it's really zendaya's father like (laughs) a hot pickle (laughs) and a (laughs) and a container of lorries i'd be like i don't know i'm sorry Oh my, oh my god. god. <laughs> That's funny as hell. That is funny as hell. Once you got a Marcus in the family, it's done. And a, a Marcus and an Aaliyah? Right. I, right. A Marcus and an Aaliyah. I feel like if we were playing that game, my black card would get revoked before hers. And I love that for her and for me. <laughs> like... <laughs> that black card revoked. Oh my god. If she wins over us, we could just go ahead and shut down shop. I mean, not not out of shame. We love you, girl, but you know, come on. She got a Marcus and an Aaliyah in the family. What are we gonna do? What we gotta come back right. to? How are we gonna come back to it? We can't. Like, I got a Marcus. I ain't got no Aaliyah. What? That's tough. Uh, That's um, tough. And things that are not joyful. <laughs> <laughs> Someone at the SAG Awards chose professional racist Marky Mark to give the Everything Everywhere All at Once team their award um, for outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture. And that's fucking gross. Because some of y'all keep having like selective amnesia when it comes to Marky Mark. I'm going to give you the crimes again. (laughs) When he was 16, and maybe earlier, but this is just where the internet picks up his lifehood and his professional racism career. Um, when he was 16, he used to throw rocks at black kids and call them the N-words and other slurs with his friends. Um, and people were like, stop doing that. But also, it was Boston. As you know, Boston gave us Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. <laughs> so like, mm. And so he kept escalating with his little group of thugs until finally they like... They were assaulting a Vietnamese man, and the cops were like, oh, fuck, we got to say something. And so they ran from the cops, and Marky Mark found a different Vietnamese man and was like, hey, help me hide from the cops because they're coming for us. And this man was like, I don't know what this kid did, but you know what? Cops are cops. Fuck that. So he helps him hide, and the second the cops are, like, done searching that area, Marky Mark turns to him and starts beating him in the fucking eye. This man can no longer see out of one eye. He is still permanently not seen he's permanently blind in that one eye to this day and it's been decades um so marky mark goes to juvenile detention for like i don't know maybe a month and he gets out and becomes a failed rapper mediocre actor and forgives himself and so we're supposed to forgive him because he wants to have a gun but he can't get a gun till his records are clean that's america and now Love he's it. he's giving the everything everywhere all at once team who is making history because we're living in a society that's so racist. We are still giving people the first and the onlys. <laughs> um, so the Oscars happened last night. I don't watch that shit. Um, and Michelle Yeoh won. And she's the first woman of color to win that award since Halle Berry 21 years ago. Oh. Listen, Oscars so racist. <laughs> And so for them to have this like monumental historical moment and have somebody be like, let's let Marky Mark give it to them because you know what? That just feels like it's healing for me as a white person on the sidelines. <laughs> That's definitely what they were saying in the boardroom. It was big. It's there. healing. It's healing. It's healing. <laughs> it's healing. And I fucking snapped on Twitter because like how often are we put in those positions where people who are racist get to be in our moment and we have to like pretend to go along with it. Otherwise we're the problem. And when we pretend to go along with it, all of a sudden it's like, well, they're okay with it. 
if you had polled these people secretly before they got their award and been like, do you want this bracelet to give you an award? They probably would have been like, no, please. But you didn't. No, please. <laughs> you didn't. You threw a racist at their face with a award and was like, you're welcome. <laughs> and you think you did something for anybody but yourself. Fuck you. Whoever made that decision. I hope that somebody gives them this clip of me saying, fuck you. And if you give me your name, I can personalize it <laughs> and say, fuck you, insert name. Um, so you know it's personal. <laughs> and I really want you to know that fuck you is from my heart. You know what? That kind of <laughs> reminds me of something. And I got to fact check it because it's been so many years. Like so, so, so many years. But the Nebula Award, I think it was, used to have um, H.P. Lovecraft on it. And I remember when it was being awarded to this one woman of color, she was like, t- like you know, Lovecraft, like gross. And enough of her speaking up is what led to Octavia E. Butler showing up on the award and like superseding Lovecraft. But like I said, I got to fact check. It's been so yeah. long. But okay. it, it kind of reminds me of that a lot. In fact, was, I'll check it now. Was it N.K. Jemison? I believe it was her because she's doing things. But let me let me just double check for you. She's a goddess. If y'all are not reading N.K. Jemison, y'all need to do that. Um, I think the anthology that I loved was How Far Until Black History... No, wait, I'm fucking it up. Oh, I'm fucking it up. Ah, I wish I... I own it. It's in one of these tubs under one of these things near me. It's the sad part. And I'm just like, I can't remember. But like N.K. Jemison. In period K period Jemison. She out there and she writing the books that we deserve and should be made in the TV shows. While Ryan pulling that up, I'm gonna keep staying salty with the Oscars because I got more dirt. Cause again, I don't watch it, but I'm on the timeline when y'all watch it and y'all give me the receipts. So I don't gotta do nothing. Um <laughs> Um, Easy class. Listen, these is low hanging racist fruits. Um, I, according to NPR, Ruth Carter won an Oscar for Wakanda Forever at this year's Oscars, and is the first Black woman to have more than one Oscar because she's gotten two now. The other one was also for Whisper Black Panther, right? Yes, the first. Yeah. Mm. So the Oscars been around for ninety five years, and we just don't have a Black woman getting a second Oscar. That's wild. Listen, mm. I, li- listen li- I I can't, like, even if we step outside of costumes, like, just the acting categories alone. You mean to tell me Alfre Woodard didn't deserve any Oscars forever? <laughs> Halle Berry only got one from y'all. It was for Monsters Ball. Really? Look at that shit. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Lupita got one for 12 Years a Slave. I keep having that rant. <laughs> I don't, I won't have it again today because we are tight on time. <laughs> but, like... There's okay, someone- it's true. I found it. It wasn't the Nebula Award. It was a close neighbor. It's the World Fantasy Award, and it was Daniel Jose Older who um, started the petition to to get it changed over. So that's mm. that's it. But yeah, yeah. Sorry, but we can continue. I just wanted to you know get my shit straight. I'm happy you brought it up. I mean, Oscar's so white. Oscar's mm-hmm. so white. I'm happy you brought it up though because a lot of the like fantastical awards are still using Cthulhu. Um, yeah. and all HP stands for and I'm just like in this environment in this economy you are still like this racist white man is the way that's what you chose and he was extremely racist like there's like different gradients of racism shades of bigotry he but makes he Stephen like King the blush deepest shade. yeah he'd make Stephen King blush Stephen King would be like damn you use that word a lot I'm like Stephen oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
anytime Stephen King or Timmy Burton can tell you you need to tone it down, there's there's definitely a red flag there. Word. In his lifetime, in this man's lifetime, other racists were like, whoa, you got you gotta chill. You gotta chill. If other fucking cl- if clan members are telling you to, to pipe down. Yeah, Jesus. I I don't I don't even know how to finish this sentence. That's <laughs> just unbelievable. Listen, if you were sitting in a room full of races, <laughs> you look to the left of you, you look to the right of you, and you the one that's the one that's out of pocket, <laughs> you you might be Marky Mark, and you might need to sit the fuck down. <laughs> yes. Mm. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, in news that is. <laughs> In other news, um, Silent Hill 2 is filming soon. Soon. That's all we ever get. Details are under wraps, but it's going to follow that second game. So we know he's looking for his possibly dead wife in the town of Silent Hill. Um, But we don't know what all is going to change. But we do know the director from the first Silent Hill movie, which is the one that we all really love, even though the second one happened. Um, (laughs) She's she's not a great movie. Um, But we do love that director, whose name I forgot, because I'm an asshole. Um, I got you. Yeah, because I believe that director is a trans woman, and so we want her to do more horror because we don't yeah. have a lot of trans women directing anything because Hollywood is, as we've talked about just now, so problematic. Um, <laughs> um, but the original director is coming back. Um, he's got his editor he works with all the time, and it's already looking gooey from just him talking about it and him being like, we got to do this, this, and this, and also it's a new world, so we got to do this, this, and this. And he's got some breadcrumbs and like the synopsis. Um, if y'all are Silent Hill stands, highly recommend you Google it because there's not enough spoilers yet. Um, I got ready to mute that bitch because they film in soon. And I know the internet just has no chill. And are you talking about MJ Bassett? Yes. She's trans? I didn't know this. That's what I was told. Let me double check for I'm out here rooting for people I don't have to root for. Oh, I love, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I really can't stand you right now. Listen. I'm trying to while you're while you're um double checking, let me say this. Um I am excited for this because every time I think Silent Hill is kind of in a similar boat with Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Every time they go out there and swing, even if they miss, it's getting towards the adaptations that we deserve. And I know y'all already know they've said that they're coming back to Resident Evil too. Like they're working on a new project for that too. So hopefully they'll get it right this time. Listen. On on Silent Hill and Resident Evil, because that TV show for Resident Evil unforgivable. That's the thing nightmares yeah. are made of. I I mean I had it and I enjoyed watching it, but you know I can be honest, it, it was bad. <laughs> like I liked it as a fan, but it was yeah, it was it was terrible. But I, we are getting a little better. We're getting yeah. a little better with Welcome to Raccoon City was like pretty cute. It wasn't good, but it was better. So those disclaimers kill me when we're on here because we'll be like, yeah, it was the, you know, it wasn't good. However, <laughs> we, we have however, yes. <laughs> I double checked and um Wikipedia supports me and that she is a trans director. And yes. also her credits, Ash versus the Evil Dead, Power, Altered Carbon um yeah wait shut up she was working on ash vs evil dead no way yeah she's the real deal yeah she's a come she, on she's a writer director producer um yeah no she she is legit and so like we we are here for her even though that second silent hill movie was not our moment but you know what like i've always said the rest of us deserve to fail as many times as the dc universe does 
Okay, True. and I'm with that, as you know. Listen. To a rant from three episodes ago. Listen. <laughs> <Starting right> <laughs> we went on DC. That was a, that was a bloodbath. That was the massacre we promised people when we started. <laughs> well, um, I guess it's time for the topic, you guys. Oh, yeah. We are here for a topic today. <laughs> Today's topic is Femmes to the Front. We're celebrating women directors, women leads, women producers, women doing horror because nobody do it like us. You're welcome whenever you give us money to do it. Um, mm. um, I guess about that. <clears throat> real talk. <laughs> Let's do the real talk and all amens. So y'all know we're going to do a quick layover to touch on a few bullet points related to the topic. And we will try to stay on topic, but we make no promises. So... <laughs> I would love to take this first one yes, because <laughs> you know, I have a personal relationship with Miss Mamas um, <laughs> because I was definitely going down to New Orleans shouting the high praise that was Miss Anna Lily Amapua because, you know, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, go all the way in. Yes, I am. Yes. But, you know, she gave us a girl walks home alone at midnight and she was premiering at the time um, the Blood Moon movie I can't think of at the time and a lot of people, since we're going there, um, at the at the festival, we're coming out of it saying like, um, okay, it was cute, but like this wasn't really hard. I'm not really sure how this made its way in here, like whatever the case may be. So I started doing digging to like get to the tea. And I had never sent this picture to more people in, in a five second radius of, as y'all know, but I'm just letting the listeners know too, Miss Anna Lily Amapur dressed up in blackface as Lil Wayne for quote unquote Halloween. There's no proof it was Halloween, though, in my book. So I'm not sure this wasn't a regular Tuesday. It's casual Friday in the office. They're like, we didn't mean that casual. We casual racism. That's not even casual racism. That's like, like, what is happening? Listen, she put on a grill. She grabbed a 40, a hat, some mm-hmm. locks and put on blackface. Uh. Uh, and I, I didn't know because again, I was out here being like, "Oh yeah, these episodes of Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone she directed are magnificent. Like a girl with someone mm-hmm. on a night is art. I can't wait to see what she fucking do. I got her in like listicles of directors I want to see more from. And then you send me that photo, and I left my body. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, 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 we'll have to run this past Jamie. I want to make sure that like you know I'll cut this out if she doesn't want it in there. But Jamie's friend, mm-hmm. when she said something to Anna Lily Amapur in a in a um. What is that thing Panel, called? Panel, talkback, uh, one of those. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. Uh, like, she copped a huge attitude with this woman because, like, she's trying to call it out. And then she even takes it online and starts just going through just trying to destroy this person because she's asking for better representation. Because in the movie they were talking about, I wish I could recall the name of it, the Black people were just done dirty. Mm-hmm. And this is in addition to, like, all the other details that have been floating around about her. My other thing with this bitch, um, because we she's lost to us. I don't need her name anymore. Yeah. My other thing with this bitch <laughs> is when she was called out for this blackface um, multiple times, because multiple people tried to be like, could you just apologize so we can enjoy your work again? She's like, <laughs> I'm a woman of color, so it's not racist. And I'm I just forgot like, about that. You, you are a woman of color, yes, but it's still racist. Like, I am a whole black ass bitch, but I would not put on blackface with my, like, translucent skin because you know what it feels wrong to be like hum, 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 hum. i'm little john um and so the fact that this bitch is like i missed up but i won't say sorry because i'm a badass bitch 
catch me outside. Catch me outside. Let's let's both walk home alone at night and see. Oh my god, this alley real quick. <laughs> um, you ain't lying. I didn't even. I didn't even remember that. That's embarrassing because if she had apologized because of how long ago it was, I don't know that I would fully forgive her. But at least you know it's showing that she's trying to change. But I don't know. For you to stand ten toes down in your racism, gross. Listen, especially because that's not a very femme thing to do is you know, yeah women should be smarter than this and you should be able to fucking apologize like even if something was not intentional which oftentimes things are not intentional when people's feelings are hurt but like you need to take a fucking step back and look at the situation and just be like oh yep that was all me you know be a fucking bigger person but just brushing shit off like that is very um it's very a very white man power thing to do exactly we should as women should should do and know better than that i don't we've been on this side of the fight already so why would you not you know go there especially because she's brown like i i feel like sometimes colorism is a powerful drug and certain bitches get high off of it because that yeah. community of whiteness be just like, oh yeah, no, I'm special. I'm above the rest of y'all. I can do these things and it's fine. And I've seen it with people, my shade <laughs> and a little bit darker, a little bit lighter. It's that proximity of whiteness that they get in their fucking head because they're like, I'm CW Brown, so I'm special. I'm better than y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, and they out here doing shit and being harmful and they can't say sorry. So instead they're gonna double down um, with all this privilege that they've given themselves because somebody told them they're the pretty ones. And it's like, fuck you. And yeah. When I was dragging her on Twitter, because I drag people regularly that I'm pissed at, when I'm dragging her on Twitter a couple days ago, <laughs> someone had to be like, well, she's not from around here, you know? And I'm like, oh, no. This bitch was born in England, and her family moved to Florida when she was, like, five. She's not brand new. Also, like, let's not get racist trying to drag the racist. Can we Can we mm. keep it clear? <laughs> like, um, don't yeah. assume she was born in some, like, Middle Eastern country because her name and her heritage. No. Because it's something she has. I mean, even when she showed up to our event, she was drinking a Pab's Blue Ribbon. I mean, that's very white. Person. Ooh, what so. the fuck? She's yeah, she's from bro. Florida. <laughs> she a film bro. Um, let her. She know. a Florida man. That's a Florida man. Florida man. <laughs> I'm gonna Google her and her birthday, Florida man, and see what crimes she did. <laughs> I kind of want to do that a little bit, but. I digress. You put a picture of punching an alligator dressed as Lil John, and then what? How you gonna see that? Like, you wanna see that, right? I would just just take my eyeballs out. I don't need it. But I'm sad because I really did love that movie, and I was rooting for her because I I had discovered that movie a couple years ago because I finally watched mm-hmm. it. And like yeah, and then she was everywhere. I'm like yeah, and then you sent me that, and I was like ah oh, nah, she's dead to me. And so, <laughs> I'm happy that I didn't go all in on merch um, because that would have been awesome. Fun while it lasted, right? I had a good run, I guess. But now <laughs> yeah. it's one of, that's one of the episodes of Fear Street. I wish we could just erase, but like also it's out there now, so it's too late. And you, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. And yeah. another disappointing news: what the fuck else? <laughs> Since my heart is already on the outside of my chest, let's just keep it going. So this one isn't that big of a deal because this movie was mid anyways, but it was pretty to look at. (laughs) Um, Anna Biller, who directed and wrote The Love Witch, is a turf and conspiracy nut. Um, White women shenanigans as usual. But like, 
her movie was pretty to look at. It was very decadent, but also something was off about it. If you've watched The Love Witch, um, it definitely subscribes to this AFAB. I, I forgot what it's called. Is it called? Ah! Somebody had a really cool term for it, and it was written by somebody who is somewhere on the gender spectrum, and I wish I remember that term, but I've not seen that article in so long now. But, like, basically everything in The Love Witch, when you, like, really look at it, it's just like, oh, this is because of her period. Oh, she's using her magic with her tampon. And so, like, the breadcrumbs were there, but we didn't see it because The Love Witch is so weird. We were just like, it's a weird movie, and it's pink, and it's pistache, it's whatever. Let her pass, and we'll see what she does next time. But she's been on Twitter saying things and fighting with <laughs> trans and not binary people and also just spouting out conspiracies. I have a link in the doc. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for that. Because I love the Love Witch, so this is, like, heartbreaking. She's dead to us, too. Um, but again, a lesser ale than a girl by someone alone at night. <laughs> I'm so happy you sent this to me because I'm about to eat this eat this with... Um, I'm eating this up right now. Listen... I'm- I'm saving it. Because I was going to put her on one of my lists, but something made me Google her. I don't remember what it was. And I got whispers from Twitter being like, that bitch is a turf. That bitch is a turf. I'm like, I'm not going to put her on this list and I'll dig later. And I was listening to Bloodhouse podcast and Drusilla, who is a trans woman who is like an artist and does really cool shit. I love Drusilla on that podcast because Drusilla is kind of like me and that will just like throw a couple strays out there and keep going. And I forgot how they got to it. But like um, Josh said something about Anna and Drusilla's like, oh yeah, that turf. And I was like, confirmed. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so I had to go, like, go back today and like actually find a link for this. And I was like, but I know it's the truth because Twitter whispered. And then Drusilla said, that bitch is surf and kept it going. And I was like, okay. When you just said the name, I thought you had a, a slip. Why are both these women's names Anna and <laughs> both of these <laughs> In both of these <laughs> oh no i'm very disturbed because their parents were trying to be like in this bitch and they were trying to warn <laughs> <up. laughs> oh my god <laughs> but yeah no um and it makes sense because the woman didn't understand her own movie because i interviewed one of the actors that was in the movie for fear street back before i knew she was a turf and he was like, she doesn't see it the way that we all see it. She thinks it's a very serious movie. She doesn't get that it's like kitschy and it's weird and it's like more of an experiment. And so like the fact that she didn't understand her own movie <laughs> and also her own movie was definitely leaning towards only AFABs can do magic. <laughs> I was like, well, we could have seen this earlier, much like JK Rowling. That's fucking, that's impressive. How you not understand your own movie? I thought the Love Witch was great. It was a fun experiment. It was kooky. It was like very um I don't know the 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 word that I'm looking for, but like uh satire. You know, it's like in your fucking face satire. She but thought it was little did I know <laughs> she thought this shit was real the whole time. That's crazy. And I'm in like sitting on my couch laughing at everything because I'm like, oh, this is great. This is great. That's that's how it came up because we were talking to him. We we're like, oh, yeah, and the satire and the irony. And then, and he's like, no, she didn't see it that way because we tried to talk to her about it. And she was like, no, no. And so that's just like part of her method, I guess, is <laughs> that's how she's used it. And I'm like, damn, I, she must be really kooky IRL. Listen, that's Chardonnay talking to her, and she's putting her on Twitter and down the wrong lanes. Um, but yeah, no, both of them are dead to us. We'll not be celebrating them, and we just figured y'all should know that, so you don't pull up to be like, you forgot about these two bitches. We didn't forget. The North remembers. Hmm. <laughs> 
you cannot forget that we're fucking with the receipt keeper right now okay listen Listen. (laughs) she fucking forget it (laughs) she don't rest she don't rest no me and my insomnia are looking at all of y'all at all times (laughs) in directors we don't want to (laughs) fight Um, that badass known as Issa Lopez, who did Tigers Not Afraid, which we will be talking about because why wouldn't we, is directing this new season of True Detective. So get on board. We'll get our True Detective now, y'all. I know we didn't at first, but like, we're going to care this season. We're going to watch it because who doing it like Issa? Who? Who? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's all amens. And the funny thing is, hold up. What season of True Detective will this be? Do you know off top? Maybe three or four. They've been trying it with dudes, and I've tuned in and out because I'm like, I know some of these actors. I'm like, I don't care enough to finish the story. But then Issa, like, I'm doing it next season. I'm like, oh, I care now. Can you give me a date? I'm putting my calendar. That's actually, that's exactly why I'm asking because I'm like, I wasn't really interested before now, but um, now I need to binge it, and it looks like it's on Hulu. So those first seasons, yeah. Um, because yeah. it used to be on HBO, but HBO been like moving things around and trying to change their name. She having a moment. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm well, like, it's given they're hiding documents. I'm I'm shocked there's not classified White House documents over at HBO Max right now. Like they need to check it's, over there. It's gonna be the next episode of Succession. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like what the fuck is <laughs> Oh no. There's some actors in here I actually care about though. Mahershala Ali's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson. Wait, is there some tea on Woody Harrelson? I haven't kept up with he him. He did an anti-vax speech on SNL a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know weeks? The way that I could smell it. The li- the moment I literally said his name, I'm like, mm, my ancestors are telling me there's something off. His name is Woody. <laughs> <laughs> if your name is Woody and you're not played by Tom Hanks, I cannot trust you. So, Damn. like, I'm happy we Can had Woody please? Harrelson. <laughs> I'm happy we had him as long as we could, but we knew that his time at the cookout was limited. And he was like, guess what? And I was like, oh, it's this year. Okay. <laughs> Why did they put this picture of Matthew McConaughey for it, too? Like, because he, I'm going to send it to y'all. This man looked better than this. He was in the season I tried to watch last, I think. Mm, that said a lot the way you worded that, by the way. It's given, like, <laughs> all of the details. <laughs> So it's like different every season. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, Matthew McConaughey, I'm gonna check it out because Matthew McConaughey, he's not upset me yet. And I was like, this ain't for me. I'm happy you work at Maddie. Mm. I'll see you next time. And I dipped. <laughs> this is the picture they used for him. I just sent it to the chat. I was like, y'all did this man dirty. He looked better than this. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's personal. Somebody mad at him. They got that filter, you know, when they like. You ever seen like the bodybuilding competitions and then they just put like the uh like the what's it called um like they like sharpen it so you like you can see like all every crease every pore like of the muscles they did that same thing but they just put it all up in his face and i can see every wrinkle that's that's a shame tv insider went and pulled his fucking driver's license picture that's what this looked like he was trying to get the dmv over with um he did not know this was gonna be on the internet like fuck i've never seen him look so regular because he's an attractive man especially being in his 50s Mm-hmm. Um and in this one he's like somebody's like sad mom and I'm just like what happened are you okay <laughs> you want some Chardonnay Anna don't need no more you can have her bottle 
Look. <laughs> Even the way that he's pursing his lips, like it's very—he's about to ask for the manager. Listen, oh, he's like, I told you, kids, get the fuck off my lawn. <laughs> like, that's that energy. <laughs> I'm talking to your parents. Where the fuck y'all are right now? And I'm making phone calls. Um, <laughs> I've never felt he was so unsexy in my life, and I'm gonna banish that from my memory. That picture. Thanks, TV Insider. Um. <laughs> I guess we can get into... I mean, we're already on a good train because we started with Issa Lopez, so we can get into the people we are proud to represent. Yeah. No more Annas on yes. this list. No more Annas. I'm going to just go ahead and roll us into Issa's movie because, like, we had just left her. Uh, so for those of y'all who don't know, Tiger's Not Afraid lives on Shudder. She's a magical realism, crime... Um, I believe it's filmed in Mexico. So subtitles, because people are always like, is it in English or is it in subtitles? I'm like, what does that even mean, first off? Um, secondly stop um but like it's it's the movie that i know isa from because like again she's always working but she doesn't get to like have features because hollywood's fucked up but like it is it hits you in your emotions um you're following these kids through this like crime written part of the city and people's parents are getting snatched the fuck up because the crime boss is just like coming out and like wilding the fuck out and this girl is realizing that, like, she has a magical connection for something now while she's looking for her mom and she falls into this gang. It's a lot of emotions, y'all. It's a lot of emotions. It's on Shudder. I cannot say it's scary. But, like, it definitely blows in the genre. And we're welcome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is still on Shudder. I, I, this is one that has really um, earned a special place in horror fans' hearts. Because the, the longer that it's out, you do hear more people giving it its flowers, finally. I don't even remember what year it came out. Didn't it come out like 2021 or something like this? It was maybe like 2019 ish, 2018. Let me actually Google because I found it on an accident because people were not talking about it when we covered it on the podcast. And I was like, this movie been on Shutter the whole fucking time and ain't nobody said nothing to me. Well, you know, Shutter has so much stuff, thank you, on it. Like they've been they've been lay, uh, laying it on thick. Is it wait, but is it it's not a Shutter exclusive though, right? Like no. it's not like it's okay, just yeah. there first because Shutter is that girl. Shutter, Shutter has so much. It never tells anybody. Remember the day I found out they had podcasts on the app, so you could like yes. podcast. Lee Pace hosts one. I would have been all up on that bitch. I would be keeping it alive. I would have had merch made illegally, and if they didn't tell me, and so I was late to the party. <laughs> Add that with your uh funeral uh with the Sims funeral home illegal yeah. merch as well. Right? They're gonna be like, "Where are these shirts from?" I can't say, but also this not my t-shirt printer. Look. <laughs> Random story. Did y'all know Mala Kunis went on a late night talk show once and said that she used to sell illegal t-shirts for quick money? Yep. I was like, Yo, yes. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> yes. She was just like, I wasn't making it big as an actress. I was selling illegal t-shirts. I was like, girl. <laughs> I respect the hustle. I do. And then I she really said it was for like boy bands. She was like, it's like NSYNC and shit. And I'm like, oh, she knows how to get money. Because then people would definitely <laughs> snatch those up. <laughs> and that's why she's thriving. And the rest of that 70s show... Is alive. Mm. <laughs> she showed up on the new one, by the way. Um, I think it's called that '90s show. She actually did make a cameo, and I I was very happy to see her. She, I mean, it, it, she's hilarious still. Like she just cracks me up. She she was the favorite. She was the favorite. Um, yeah, and I that's a whole conversation about how she might not. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. She shouldn't have gotten that role because Hollywood yeah, is getting gross. Um, and when she got that role, they should have toned down some of the making out. Um, yeah. And so that's why it's weird. But like she married that actor now and so it's very weird, <laughs> um, but it's not my business, so I can't say nothing. But yeah, but the moment that she, is- the moment she cries foul, I'll be right there with her because yeah, it does it does smell weird. It does. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So the next movie on the list is one of my personal favorites, Candyman from 2021. I feel like I'm constantly going back and referencing this movie for literally everything. It's masterfully crafted, and yeah, it's just that girl. I mean, she really put her whole... Uh, Nia Costa really put her whole body into this feature. Listen, mm-hmm. Listen Mama was like, you know we're not going to do? Fuck up Candyman. This is yeah. art. This is a moment. Get information. And I did. Look! <laughs> I fucking did. Yeah. Yeah. It, it Okay, so this is something people don't tend to agree with, like, across the band. But would y'all want to see a continuation in the universe that uh, Nia Costa made? So, like, would you want to see a Candyman requel sequel? Or no. I, Whoa, requel sequel. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> kind of like Scream I, Six. I, 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 oh, okay. I don't need it, but I also know that if Nia's there, it's gonna be worth my time. Um, so I would go in knowing that like Nia was like, no, we can do this. Cause again, like, where's she ever wrong? She's never lied. You know That's what? Me. That's pretty funny, because you're right. It's like because I do want it, but I get what you're saying. Because there are certain projects where I don't need it. However, depending on who you say is going to be attached to the project, I'll be there. Who else will be there is a powerful question. It saves me so much time and so much energy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
a black farmer. We're going to be there. We're going to be there. <laughs> Yeah. Is CGI Tony Todd going to be there? Listen, I don't know. Tell me now. Is Yaya's finance going to be there? <laughs> I would rather him just show up in his actual age. I mean, they fucking did that for Skeet Earl Rick and no one's asking questions. They touched up Skeet's face. Oh, they did? It, he looked normal to me. No, like, he, he didn't. Like actual age. <laughs> no, rewatch Scream 5. Because I was like, what in the Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> a remake is happening to Skeet's face? Like, I'm dead. That shit was pulled tight. It was like tight, tight, like a fucking fitting sheet. I was like, Skeet, are you okay? Can you breathe? He's like, it's CGI. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. I He's think that I could, I could live without another Candyman, but I've been like feeling kind of like a mini series gal recently. Mm-hmm. So, y'all remember when in Candyman 2021 when they were like going through the lore and they were like basically explaining that there were like generations of candy men throughout history. Mm-hmm. I would love to see just like not like in that specific context but not related to any of the characters we have now and seeing the like in short versions you know like no longer than an hour not feature length film territory at all just like the origins of the other candy men because it seemed like from that little um like um what do you call it? the stop motion like montage thing that they did that there was like mm-hmm. multiple candy men and i think that would be really cool to see because we got all this lore so you know something with it without having to you know touched because she filled some really big shoes there and like that's it's gonna be hard to do that again so just lessen the stakes a little bit but there's still a lot of content that i I would love to see fleshed out you know what you're on to something especially because there's something i've complained about on events about this um and it doesn't take away from how much i love Candyman 2021 at all but um the candy man idea it's interesting that there wasn't more space for femmes in that like we don't see especially when you think about people like brianna taylor and they use a lot in the marketing, you know, like the say his name, which mm-hmm. harkens to me to say her name. That's like the first thing that comes to yeah. mind. And it's appropriate. But I did want to see like more of a expression or representation for people who aren't just um, cisgendered men uh, as the Candyman. And and I don't want to complain too much because I know it gets, it gets to a point where people probably hear it and just sound like, oh, you're just looking for something to want to complain about. And it's not that. Mm-hmm. I like the movie. But there are still, for example... Black trans women who are being disproportionately attacked in the streets and not much happening. There's still like women who go through things like trans, cisgendered, or whatever across the bands. So I don't know. And so if they did a miniseries, that would be cute to see at least something outside of that. I, I like the idea of the miniseries, but I also am worried it would end up being just like racial trauma every week. And. Like, okay, valid concern. Very listen. valid concern. Mm, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. Based on just the lore that it is, it's just going to be trauma episode after trauma. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I mean, a good idea in theory, but you, yeah, you're right. I'm going to shut up. Listen, because like I can see it now. Brandon Jacob Jenkins will pull the fuck up and be like, I, I can't have more slaves, more racial trauma from today. And I'm like, no, don't do either. Mm. Please sit down. Mm-hmm. Please sit down. <laughs> I'm even thinking about how, like, Dominique um Jackson how she did um can uh not not candy man sorry um bloody mary and how it felt like it was inspired by the new candy man like oh. a story like that would be from american horror story yeah. i'm talking about yeah. dominique I, uh, jackson 
I just found out she did that because she was the person I did today. Um, I gave up on Ryan Murphy so long ago. Um, but I also know that, unfortunately, that's one of the few places I can actually see trans women working. So when I do need like some people for my list, that's where I can go. Again, necessary evils. He's evil, but like he giving the girls jobs. And so I got to say less on public streets. <laughs> that's why, You know what? That's why I don't like throwing too much shade at, believe it or not, like Tyler Perry. It's the same thing. Like, I know everyone all of a sudden just hates him. But I really love that he creates so many opportunities for like black actors, especially people who are trying to bridge over from like social media um, content creation. You think about Lala, for example, and giving them opportunities to actually get on a set and get involved in a production. And there's not too many other police, uh, too many other people or places doing stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I want to fight Tyler Perry too. Like I just, I we need more people to be doing the right things, so we don't have to go through men who I want to fight. Can we just do that? Can we all get on board with that? Hollywood, um, film industry, TV. That's a lot to ask and you know that. Listen, they are like, we'll give you what you want, but you're only going to get it from Satan. And I'm like, but like, <laughs> hey, nobody else, just Satan. <laughs> just Satan. And I'm like, damn. All right, so no Candyman uh, TV series. How about Mad Max Fury Road? Y'all know I don't give get, get up for this movie. So y'all right. go ahead let and take me, uh, Let me just <laughs> scoot over my podium so I can talk about this fucking movie. This fucking movie rules. And okay, listeners, y'all probably know me. I'm easily impressed. I like big explosions. I like action. I like I mean, big fucking anything. Natural disasters. Anything over the top. I'm down with it. Tom Hardy, yeah, he's really nice to look at, mm. but this movie, Mad Max, is not about him. It's not about Tom Hardy in the fucking slightest. Um, Imperator Furiosa, she's basically like in this dystopian world, um, kind of like a, a knight, if you will, you know, kind of trusted to do the king's business, you know, the nitty gritty of it all. Um, after all, we're in this like post-apocalyptic world where there's no water or anything. And of course, um, she's in a society filled with men. Women are all slaves to men and basically birthing machines. And this bitch takes it upon herself to overthrow the entire society. And you know how she does it? She grabs more women, the mothers. And listen, it's it's becoming a thing. And I think this was maybe not started it, but this was the beginning of the catalyst of which we see now just like fucking old people kicking ass. It's insane. It's insane. She goes out, grabs all these old ladies who were just absolutely badass. If you want to see old indigenous ladies, badass bitches with guns and taking risks and caring about the future, too smart for their own good. And if you're like, you know, a little explosions on the side, this is this is the one for you. I, I've kind of made it a habit after um, uh, this indie theater that I frequent here in the city is called Nighthawk. It's cool. They they play um, often new movies on uh, 35 millimeter film to get those cracklies. It feels good. They do specialty screenings. And every March they show Mad Max Fury Road for the ladies. And since I've seen it, I think maybe two or three years ago in that theater for um, International Women's Day, I kind of made it like a recurring thing where somewhere in the month of March, I'll watch this movie and it just makes me feel good about being 
a woman also makes me feel good about, you know, the diversity of women that they have on the cast. Like we have young women who are, you know, stereotypically, um, you know, sexually desirable and strong, but we also have like old women kicking ass. And I love to see that the discrimination ain't here. Um, and it's a badass film. And if you want to see a group of women take down a, an entire fucking male patriarchy, I would watch this one. It's like, and I know Ryan's concern is that this just sounds like testosterone wrapped up into a movie, which it is kind of, but like, for some reason, it's my testosterone. My thing I, is, I didn't know it was. Oh, sorry, go ahead, sorry. Go I was like, my thing is, I walked in thinking it was going to be that, and they were like, no, no, Tom Hardy, this is not your movie. You here to be eye candy and help out when we ask. And him. that's it. That's it. He's eye candy and nothing else. I just didn't know that it was so women focused. Um, that sounds like a, a, a definitely a plus. But just in general, when I hear Mad Max, I don't I don't think about that. Like I just think about the testosterone driven, like no, Rambo esque Terminator, and like I just you know I can't to be honest with you. That's the thing mm-hmm. with the title because when I think Mad Max, I think Mel Gibson's racist ass, and so yeah. like Word. I almost Word. didn't see it. But I was like, you know what? He ain't there. He ain't never gonna be there again. Um, and so I went, I saw it, and I got my best life. Um, and I know somewhere he mad because he hates women and black people and brown people. And so he's like, this is where it's all gone. New racist rant in somebody's voicemail. Um, and that just gives me so Was much he life. in the sequel? Did they bring him back for Fury Road or no. he wasn't in no. it? No. Okay. No. It's like everything was. is new. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. is new here. And honestly, he's probably fucking rolling around in his bed, screaming, crying, punching the drywall. Mm-hmm. Because this movie is like many of the things that he clearly <laughs> stands against, which is great, which is great. But it's nothing to do with Mad Max at all. I think it's really they put the name in there just to, you know, same universe kind of thing. But this mm-hmm. this movie is about Imperator Furiosa and the mothers, the mothers that basically save yeah. everybody. They wanted that film bro coin, um, but they was like, but it ain't gonna be your movie. And the film bros were pissed. Um, especially because yeah. this was like right before that Lady Ghostbusters. And they were like, how dare you take our whole lives? And I was like, fuck you. But I know, I know in my spirit that on that shitty movie that Mel Gibson and Marky Mark did, this movie came up and he was like, it ain't like it used to be. I used to be Mad mm-hmm. Max. And now look, the bitches is Mad Max. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I am bitches. Look. It's. It's me. I'm bitches. Yo, I want to be bitches so bad. That's like, it's a, a, a cosplay goal for me yeah. is Imperator Furiosa. Like I'll shave my head like Charlize Throne did and I do get all dirty. I got to find a way to like digitally delete my arm because she's got one arm in the movie. Just fucking, <laughs> you can't see listeners when I'm throwing up the metal signs right now because this movie is just so fucking metal. So, and I also just love Charlize Theron, and she does a lot of her own stunts, which is also very admirable. I I've been obsessed with her since I found out she was from South Africa, and weirdly enough, I found out in an SNL like monologue when I was a kid because I forget I forget whose era it was to be the black comedian on the show because there can only ever be one or two at a time. But like, he came out in her monologue because she was like, and I can't vote because I'm from South Africa. And he's like, I can't either for different reasons. I'm like, okay, SNL. Um, but I was like, but mm. also South Africa, she from where? But she ain't out here being a problem because a lot of people who grew up in South Africa and are white are like, I can do anything. I can say anything. And she's like, 
I want to make movies and do stunts and not be a problem. Can you just let me go, please? <laughs> and I live. I live. That's a queen. She is a queen. She's like definitions, like equal parts sexy and strong. Yeah. I love that. There's like this kind of weird underlying rule that like you can't be strong and sexy at the same time. And she is both of those things. She is lethal Barbie. Lethal Barbie. She is lethal Barbie. Yes, you're right. And her matching person shoe set are blades. Uh (laughs) (laughs) We don't see Ken no more because he crossed her. (laughs) This is our world. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Okay, Ryan, are you moved even just a little bit? Um, of course now. Okay. It's it's a good it's a good time. It's a good like it this is a feminist film disguised as a bro movie. Yes. I feel so bad for all the bros that turn this shit on and then they just get a bunch of pussy power. I don't feel bad for them. Mm. They welcome. You're right. I don't feel bad. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> it's because a lot of them ever came to see in women. So like <laughs> they should shut the fuck up and be happy to come. True. <laughs> I hope I grow up to be a mother. Like, I'm trying to learn how to ride a motorcycle just so I can pretend to, you know, just cosplay the mothers. Anyway, y'all see Cocaine Bear? Yeah. <laughs> what a transition. Yeah. What is it on that I can watch? Because this is, I mean, the name is definitely drenched with Rebel. It's still in theaters. It's a, oh, it was a theatrical release. Oh, that was a choice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was a choice. I like how it made me feel. Really? What the fuck do you mean by that? I did not like the movie, but I like that it made me want to root for it, even though yeah. it didn't deserve it. Um, and it felt like stuff we watched when we were kids that we don't need to see again, you know? Mm. Like those sort of like, this is a random movie that thinks it's being a satire spoof. It's just having fun, but also people just threw some money at some shit and did it. Um, and so it's just like, I, I did not like it. But also I liked the way it made me feel so Elizabeth Banks has that in her cast for me. <laughs> I liked it and I liked the way it made me feel. Because again, y'all know me. I'm very easily impressed. And if there's violence and explosions and a whole bunch of chaos, I'm probably there. Probably have a good time. And it just seems so stupid for me not to enjoy. And I definitely did. And like nobody, you know, puts a... If a woman were to be like, I want to do this dumbass movie, give me millions of dollars, it's not happening. Like, we're going to leave that to fucking, I don't know, fucking anyone. I will say the gore was, um, and I don't think I have a problem with the direction, but that script, and she did not write that script. And so, like, I don't want to just come at her sideways because you can only work with what you've been given. <laughs> um, men, That's true. men did that script and we're not celebrating men today. So, <laughs> uh, but the gore, the ambulance scene though, the ambulance scene was tight. Every time a ligament was opened, I, I, I did <laughs> smile and lean forward, but like the actual plot and story <laughs> and characters, I was like, Ugh. Um, I damn, you here for the plot. That's crazy. That's, That's crazy why you pull up for the plot. Listen, as a writer, I need things to make sense. You can't just be like, oh, we got to shove this bitch back in because we forgot about her. That feel messy. And if you're too messy, I'm, I'm not having a good time. I don't want to ruin things because Ryan's not seen it. But when you see it, Ryan, we need to have a whole mini episode about that. Because again, Gore, 10. Um, direction, probably an 8. I like a lot of wow. these actors. But that script was awful. 
Um, um, it was not a good time. I love the chaos in the title, and I like the, to know that it was a director because was that her uh, directorial debut? It's her third debut movie one? that she's directed because she went from Hunger Games to like directing Charlie's Angels and something else. Oh. That um, oh, it's the first movie I've seen her direct. I didn't see the other two; they're not for me because that Charlie's Angels with Case Two, I was never gonna see that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, that would yeah. And I, forget, I mean, I forgot I, the I, movie again. Out of everyone on this podcast, I'm probably the one that was the most likely to watch that, and that, and it wasn't for me. Yeah, the mm. Destiny's Child with Kristen Stewart. I mean, yeah, um, that was not. You know, I'm I'm always happy to see women doing things, even if I don't need to see it myself. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um that's one of those it's like hey girl good luck over there but i'm gonna keep going this way yeah okay well um inside the fandom i just want to give um selena her flowers real quick from 28 days later yes because she is true final girl archetype and we give a lot of flowers to Jada Pinkett for Demon Knight, and they are well deserved. Um, but this this chick is is full gritty final girl, which I really appreciate. Um, the grittiness of it all. I mean, I love to see women looking sexy and divine and doing their thing, but it's something about when like the sexiness is kind of thrown out the window, and you just like women going feral and protecting themselves is i love it and we don't see it enough because who the fuck is going to be bothered with looking good when you're in a life or death situation let's be real and that shit is hot the feralness of it all that's what i always yell in these post post-apocalyptic shows and movies like if we're in a zombie apocalypse for 18 years the walking dead i'm not shaving my pits fuck that fuck that <laughs> <laughs> Um, but they're always like, oh no, the women are all smooth shaven, but the dude's got these gross ass Judd Apatow beards. I'm like, no, we all growing. We all showing. Like, where's that movie? Where's that movie where we all stuck on the island and the bitch ain't like cut herself with glass, like shave her legs. Give me that. Look. It's true. It's true. Why are you all silky smooth in a life and death situation? More fair. Why are your edges laid? more feral women listen let's just be honest with each other okay as somebody living through this pandemonium um my shit is going to seed and so i know if we're fighting actual like shit flying from the sky <laughs> and zombies and the floor is lava for real it's gonna look even worse and so i don't you cannot run out here and be like mm, we all found the time to shame when we were done running from the zombies yesterday just because it's pleasing to look at fuck that Fuck that. Give me bitches with like tattered shirts, hairy legs, smoking cigarettes, RJs, because again, shit's gone sideways. Why are we even pretending we ain't trying to get high when we can? Um, I I'm not here for this. I'm not here for this. Everybody looks mag- magical. And we found this perfect evening gown for one more twirl and also splits. And also, like, we've got hair dye. Mm. No. Mm-hmm. No. My hair will be falling out because I got real problems. <laughs> like, I will have I will have one eyebrow because I pulled the other one out and before people caught me. <laughs> no way. Living in a zombie apocalypse, I am vitamin D deficient. I will lose my hair. <laughs> listen, listen. But- 
teeth no more. Um, <laughs> everybody malnourished. Like we have got out here giving body and bathing suits while we're like, oh no, I hope that dinosaur leaves us alone, Jeff. Like that is not. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and on, on the same note, the descent if you haven't seen the descent what the fuck are you doing it's a great movie to watch this month while you still have a little bit more time left in the month of march um all women cast and i love this movie one because it's scary as fuck and the stakes are very high um i didn't know that bouldering was a thing before i watched this movie but apparently it is it's like reverse rock climbing which um yeah reverse rock climbing girls get themselves stuck i think it's maybe like six of them big group of girls no guys doing it themselves which i like um no savior bullshit but the thing that i really like about this movie is that all right so we all know the archetype right like the final girl archetype you can sniff out the final girl within the first 20 minutes of the movie you always can you know, she's white, or maybe she's got blonde hair, or she's the only blonde one, or maybe she's a virgin, maybe she goes to church. It's like, there's always something. You cannot tell. You can't tell who it's going to be in this movie. Because all of these women, most of these women, are super qualified. Why you look like that, Sheree? <laughs> I could tell who she was, because we like the trauma. Um... <laughs> And so they marked her off the bat. Mm. But also, I didn't talk about this movie because I always upset people when I talk about this movie because everybody loves it. And I'm like, okay. Because I, people are always like, what do you mean? And then I like go through my bullets and my essay and they're like, stop talking. And so I just say less. <laughs> Wait, but the second one is good too. Did you ever try that one? I didn't watch the second one because I didn't like the first one. Um, and so I told Just that director. straight up. Didn't yeah. like it, but there's so much blood. What about the gore, though? Come on. At least be up with the gore. I did like the gore, and I wish it was in a different movie so I could enjoy it again. Damn, man. Yeah. That's a L. Damn, that hurt me. I don't remember this director's name, but like, I did not say kind things about this movie on my podcast, First Street. Oh <laughs> um, and Ooh. people love the movie. Like, listen to that. I'm like, oh, Damn. But, like, me and the other woman that was the guest that week, we were like, not feeling it. And Trent was like, but, and we were like, not feeling it. (laughs) (laughs) How dare Trent, a man, have a different opinion? Get out of here, Trent. I hope you're listening to this right now. How dare you? Right? We were like, no, does not pass. Um, But, yeah, I'm happy that people like it because it makes so many people so happy. Oh, well, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Still watch it. Fuck, fuck Shere. She don't know what she's talking about. Like, it's definitely one of those times where I'm just like, y'all go on without me. Y'all have a good time out there. I'm going to stay here and wait for my Girl Scout cookies to arrive. Look. (laughs) They've been delayed twice. And you know what? I'm real mad about it. I want to support this child, but also I want my cookies. We're going to have to fight, is what it sounds like. Yeah. I'm like, can you put your mom on the phone? <laughs> because clearly. <laughs> Which ones did you get? Oh, I got, so they didn't have my lemonade. So I'm trying like lemon ups because like you have to order four boxes. Otherwise they won't deliver. But also I've been delayed twice. So will they ever arrive? 
And I got like my, my peanut butter, um, like peanut butter. They're not Sandy's. They're, they're the other ones, you know, with the peanut butter wrapped in the peanut butter. Um, I got the caramel delight situation. I don't like. So I found this thread of like um, trans girls, non-binary kids who are selling grocery cookies, and I'm like, I'm feeling reckless. I'm gonna spend twenty dollars on cookies anyways. Let's do it. And like, she never sent them, and I think it's her mom because like I don't know her, but mm. like. I know bad parenting when I see it and I don't have my cookies and it's been two weeks. Cause I was going to bring them to Texas with me. I was like, yay, we'll have cookies and we'll hang out. I have no cookies. Damn. I, I'm going to have to come back and eat four boxes of cookies if they arrive. <laughs> if We're looking at you, Girl Scout mom. Listen. Where the fuck is my cookies? Listen, you got one job, Judy, and it is to put them cookies in the fucking mail. <laughs> <laughs> Judy. Oh no, Judy. Okay, what about twelve hour shift? No? Anyone? I don't Anyone? think I've seen it. I'm gonna Google while you tell me about it. Oh my gosh. Twelve hour shift is a fucking movie. It's long as hell. Let's see. Twelve hour shift. What's the what's the runtime here? Oh, it's not as long as I thought. Damn, I guess it feels long because a lot fucking happened. But oh, it's on Tubi. There we go. David McFoley. Everyone is in this fucking movie. David Arquette's character is just fucking hysterical. But it's directed by Bria Grant. Um, and well, one bad bitch right there. The twelve-hour shift. It um. Oh, or Hulu, Hulu or Tubi. If you don't got Hulu, then slide over to Tubi. I would really recommend this film. Um, it takes place in a hospital. It's like one of those single location bangers. And um, it's centered around a nurse who is definitely like not the best. Um, actually, all the characters in this movie are seriously flawed. But it's that kind of like uh, that kind of aggressive feminism that that shows flawed characters. Like there's no such thing as a perfect woman. Everyone in this movie is, is flawed and just mm. it's, it's good. It's good and gritty. A lot happens in this fucking movie. We had this kind of rundown nurse. She definitely has some substance abuse issues. Um, doesn't actually care about the well being of people just, you know, is there for her paycheck so she can buy another bottle and dip and go home but is wrapped up in um, the black market, you know. So naturally, she has easy access to organs. Um, then when her ditzy cousin comes in, loses a kidney or some shit, now she's faced with uh, whatever big scary party. I don't want to say it's mafia, but they're big and they scary coming after where's my organs. And it is hilarious. Somehow David Arquette is in there, let loose in the hospital, running around all crazy t- punching cops talk about oh i hate cops it it's insane it's insane and the most backwards feminism that you've probably ever seen and that that is that is a quote like this is a feminist film on purpose but it is not the feminism that you fucking think it is because it's insanely flawed on purpose and I mean, goes to show. Honestly, this movie feels like it's three hours because so much happens. <laughs> but it's only it's only an hour and twenty five. So you just gotta trust me when I say it's chaotic. There I go with the chaos and the and the this and the that. But there's a lot of blood. There's a lot of oh shit. There's a lot of humor. 
and a lot of uh, fl good flawed characters like you hate everyone for a good reason good writing watch it please i might sneak this in while i'm supposed to be packing tonight and by packing i mean with looking at my tv and thinking about what i should be packing yes yeah, yeah please let me know your thoughts because it's, it's so funny it's so funny i mean i never heard of it because like i i know bria grant um i know david arquette i know mick foley because yeah like and the fact that they are all doing things and i just don't know about it like what timeline is this it's new this came out 2020 damn okay so mm -hmm. yeah i get together yeah yeah you must i would highly suggest uh, I feel like we have to talk about, is it Julie DeCorno? I feel like I'm never saying that right because it's French and I am from Missouri. So never the two shall meet. Um, <laughs> but like, is it, is it, is it, is it DeCorno? 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 It's delivery. It's not DeCorno. <laughs> oh. Um, but anyway, however we say her last name and I, again, I'm from Missouri, so I was never gonna get it right. But like... Um, she's given us tit Titan, no, Titan and Raw. Um, both are wild ass movies, and so we have to talk about wild. her just a little bit. Like, if you want yeah. a wild movie by a woman director, look no further than Julie. <laughs> Yo, her Rotten Tomatoes record is pretty crazy, pretty fucking crazy. Because let's see, Raw has tomato meter 93 percent audience score 76 percent that's bussin titan 90 percent tomatoes audience score 85 percent jesus she that that's tight Please. that is really tight she razzle dazzled us every time she really did, <laughs> she did. Mm -hmm. she's like oh y'all like cannibals um come to here and it's like oh oh word oh yeah. word listen she's like, and granted Titan was not for me. It was not for me at all. I appreciated it. I thought it was a beautiful film, mm -hmm. and it's definitely got that. I like the um, the uh, the the trans kind of yeah. metaphor vibe there in the end about fam. Her and family, she just be fucking wrecking me with the family themes. It really like takes me out, and I I love horror because I can feel things without I have to like looking without looking directly at them you know i can i can feel things like from the side so it's not as abrasive because it's covered in blood and, and goo but these two movies titan maybe not but titan definitely made me feel things yeah. but raw made me made me upset made me upset it really like pulled out my heart which is like that's not supposed to be this genre but i'll take it and in titan's defense like that movie is what the fuck incarnate. And so I don't know if any Word. of us like it or hate it or if we just respect it and just like stare at it when it's on. Because I that movie takes so many turns. At no point did I know where this movie was going. Cause I was like, she's fucked a car. This is about to be wild. And they were like, that's not all. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, so by the time you're done with this journey and things are ending the way they end, you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> Who who am I? What I'm gonna go outside and touch some grass, and somebody will tell me what I saw, right? And people are like we can't, we don't know either. And so she's more of an event than a movie. I'm not even gonna lie, I can't. She's an event. What <laughs> we've not seen? Yeah, she is an event. Everyone was talking about that shit when it dropped, because that was some some twists and some turns. Again, not for me, but I respect the hell out of it. And she does have really strong direction, because you can see. 
you know, what's important to her as an artist if you watch Raw and Titan. I did a podcast on Raw, so I naturally just watched Titan right right before. But watching them close together, you can really see like her, um, you know, what she finds important in, in directing and yeah. and her themes and stuff. And oh shit, I'm seeing on Rotten Tomatoes that she directed an episode of A Servant. Did y'all watch that? Oh. I didn't. As we know, I'm not the M. Night girl. Um, but I want to- Well, I am. Tell me if it's a good episode. Tell me if it's a good episode. And if it is, I'll, I'll stop being real quick. Look. <laughs> Uh, no, Servant was good. I didn't finish it. I did watch like the first season and a half. And what I did watch, I liked, but it is a very slow burn. And also, um, M. Night's daughter also worked on this show. I'm, so let's go brown women. I'm excited to see what she can do. But like, I just, I, I am not an M. Night girly. And so I just say less. Well, actually, I used to say less. You added it for Marky Mark last time, and I need to like own that and say it louder with my full chest. I'm not a fan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like moving right along, a lot of y'all want to act like Karen Kusama only gave us Jennifer's body. She also gave us the invitation 2015, not the new one, 2015. Y'all know that one. That movie goes hard. That movie goes so hard. Listen, look. <laughs> I've yet to see Karen direct something that's not worth the time, even though Jennifer's body is not my favorite. Um, her, If you look up her resume, she's just like, hi, I'm that bitch. You're welcome. And that's why mm. they tagged her for Yellow Jackets to be like, can you can you step in here and direct this pilot? She's like, yeah, I'm also a producer now. Thanks. And they were like, thank you. <laughs> um, because what you going to do? How you going to stop her? How you going to block her? You can't. Facts. I love the invitation. That's... um. I think like the themes are really interesting and I didn't realize, and I know we talked about it before, but I, I always forget that it's Karen Kusama. It's so incredibly different from Jennifer's body. That's surprising, but yes, that movie is that girl. I feel like looking at the stuff that I've seen from her, cause again, her resume is a resume, but the stuff I've seen from her, Jennifer bodies sticks out. Um, and I don't know what was happening at that time. She just wanted to do something different because I, Again, like when you look at Yellow Jackets and the Invitation and some of her other stuff, you're just like, one of these don't like the other, Jennifer. <laughs> right, so, but also Diablo Cody was having a moment back then. So maybe they're like, these two can make a thing happen because Diablo, Diablo Cody just come from Juno. And that was everybody's favorite indie comedy because Elliot Page was <laughs> like winning us all over already. Um, and also like Michael Cera was there and they figured out what to do with him finally because he was always like the weird kid in the things. And they were like, what if he's like the weird love interest, though? And we were like, oh. Uh, <laughs> I guess. That Karen, yo, she got some range, doesn't she? If y'all are listening, pull up her Wikipedia page and like look at all the things she's given us that you've already enjoyed and forgot she gave us. Like, she's mother. I don't understand why we don't just give her some awards for just breathing. What if it's <laughs> Honestly, she deserves some awards for just breathing. Listen. I would I would have to agree. Come on, Karen. Oh my god, are you kidding me? She did Aeon Flux. Oh my god, I was today years old. Listen. Every time I open up her shit, I'm just like, oh yeah, all these were her. Cause it's one of those things you're like, oh, when you're watching, I go, oh yeah, Karen's here. Okay, it's gonna be a good time. And then you forget. 
Because, like, we keep trying to sleep on her. We mustn't. Like, we must never sleep on Karen. Her TV resume alone. Like, <laughs> she's everywhere. <laughs> Come on, Karen. Yeah, this chick is impressive. We should be talking about her more. And that's why when her was was she gonna do Nosferatu or Dracula? I don't remember anymore. But when I got snatched from her, I was like, "Well, we need to give up vampires for a decade." Then it was a crime. It was a crime. Yeah, absolute crime. Also, you know who plays who is in a Aeon Flux is uh my waifu. Mm-hmm. It all comes yes. back around. It all comes back. Around. It all comes back around. Real, recognize real. Okay, mm-hmm. she knew. She, she been new. She been new. She been new. She was like, this mm. one's for the blurds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is for us, even though we wouldn't start our podcast for like 15 more years. She knew though. Mom's got eyes back in her heads. She knew. Look. <laughs> um, I also didn't know that the Babadook was directed by a woman. Yeah. I didn't know that. Which makes sense when you like look at that movie, because you're like, men can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Listen, we was Baba Shook for a reason. Like, oh. <laughs> but I, I fucked with the Baba Duke. I know that, like, every rewatch, I love it a little bit less because, like, it's just getting old and that's all there is to it. But, like, the bitch went in. Um, I'm again, I forget. We sometimes have people who are not in the culture. That is an appropriate bitch. It's not like a negative. It's not a derogatory bitch. It's like that queen did that. Yas. For those mm-hmm. of you who are new to the bitches and the pitches. <laughs> bitches. <laughs> but the Bob is on TV actually this week, y'all. So like, and Pluto TV. If you've not seen her in a minute, you can see her for free. Act now. Scatter. Get on it. Because she came out in 2014. And she's usually like behind somebody's paywall. So you gotta like tag a friend. Um, mm. So like, enjoy her while you can. You know, I might have to hop on that quickly because I would be lying if I say I remember anything about that movie. I don't remember anything about it. Probably only seen it once. I I did see it in the theater, though. That much I do remember. Same. Once and dipped. Um, And then Babadook just kind of became like a, a gay meme for us, which I was totally cool with. Totally yeah. cool with. Because now we got Chucky and we got the Babadook, even though one was by mistake. But still, I'll take it. But now that I know this, I should probably... I'm going to dive back in, especially if Tubi got me. Listen. Tubi got me. Because Jennifer can't really did that. That that movie was a moment. I, I saw it in theaters at the Alma Draft House in Texas because I was suffering out in Texas at the time. Um, and I've seen her a few times over the years. And each time, she still gives me the tingles. And I'm like, if I could get scared, I'd be scared. Yay. Um, but like, also, fuck that kid. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. If you've not seen the Babadook, fuck that kid. Um, <laughs> Specifically. This one. <laughs> this one. Uh, yeah. And like my last movie I have to tell everybody to watch is the Slumber Part I'm sorry, Slumber Party Massacre. Um, it's the remake from 2021. And she's right. She's right. She gets to do what the originals thought they were gonna do and then didn't for various reasons and shenanigans. And the director is Danishka Esterhaze, I think I'm saying it semi-right. 
<laughs> who is a fun time on Twitter and Instagram. And she's directing a bunch of stuff, usually femme led. And so if you want like more like women in the genre, definitely follow her. Cause she's everywhere that's happening. But like, this remake is so much fucking fun and it averts the male gaze in the way that the originals didn't because the original trilogy was written by women and directed by women, but like things were lost in the sauce. And so bitches were like, this is a satire. And then they get to set and they're like, it's a comedy now. And that's why you feel it fighting that first one. And the second one was a whole other thing that I just can't even apologize for. And then the third one was like, can we recalibrate a little bit? Um, but this one is the one where they all talked. They all were like, so we're doing shenanigans together on three and it works. It fucking works so hard. I gave it five stars. It was my first dread review. And I was like, if they all gonna be this good, I'm gonna be so happy. And they were not all that good. Um, but I still have that job. And so I'm here. (laughs) So I've never seen any of these. Should, should I? Or should I just start with 2021 and then hope we get more? I would watch the first one just so you get a vibe of what all went wrong. Because again, like the writer for that first one was like, I'm doing satire. But the director who was also a woman was like, this is not satire, this is serious. And so it's fighting itself. And it's a weird mixture of the two. And some of the lines are like, you you made that serious for whom? You didn't understand why? Um, um, the second one is high garbage. People love it. He's going to chainsaw guitar and there's rockabilly song interludes. Don't do that. The third oh, one. Oh, I don't know about rockabilly. He this, lost me. Don't. Um, the third one is never, I've seen it once in my life because it was randomly on YouTube last year because nobody will ever stream it for free. Like they make bitches buy the whole box set to have the third one. Um, so you'll never see the oh. third one anyways. So just watch the first one and then watch the remake and be like, this is the vision. Okay. And they were always directed by women? It was one of the few franchises written and directed by women, all three of them. And that's why- Wow, that's cool. History was made, but it just was not. Mm -hmm. And I think it's part of the reason people hold on to it, because it's like, oh, they're all great, but they're not all great. That first one is fun. I missed that window where it could have been cool, but I can see see it from what it could be. So like the evil day, you know how you miss it, but you can still understand Mm -hmm. and appreciate um that second one hot fucking garbage people love it and i don't understand i'm just like am i the problem (laughs) am i the drama (laughs) Uh, am i the drama and the third one i've only seen once but she's better than that second one but the second one his drill guitar that is something to remember because like you don't need to sit through that shit but the drill guitar does become some gags in the new one sort of kind of and i'll leave that okay Well, to quote my good friend, Sheree the Slayer, we also deserve the opportunity to fail. Yes. So let, why not? Let bitches fail with a trilogy. Let's try that. Didn't it Let good? bitches go down with a trilogy. Everyone else is doing it. Listen. Why can't we go down with a trilogy? Come on. Listen, listen, <laughs> I support their right to fail because I would like the chance to fail someday too. And we all lived and we got a remake that is that girl is so fucking funny. Like even Jazz laughed. You know, me and Jazz are like "Mm, horror comedies. (laughs) Okay, I'm sold. Okay, so I have homework. We all have homework. I'm going to watch Slumber Party Massacres. Ryan and actually both of y'all are going to watch 12 Hour Shift. Yep. And then Ryan's going to watch Mad Max Fairy Road. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I will. Okay, yay. Look at that. Fems to the front. Fems to the front. So you fucking heathens. If you are a, <laughs> a not a femme and you're listening right now, 
I'm I'm fucking looking at you. I'm looking at you so seriously and disrespectfully. If you don't beef up your watch log, and I'm looking, I'm looking at all of you on Letterboxd. There's got to be some femmes to the front before we finish out March. Otherwise, you're gonna get blocked. <laughs> Believe that. I'm dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, y'all, if you enjoyed the episode, please let us know your favorite fem-led projects, especially on social media. You can find us at Blurdy Massacre. And please give us five stars and leave a review, including your suggestion of what you'd like to hear us talk about. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.